Her and EU, a European podcast on gender equality. Brought to you by the Martin Center with Loredana Teodorescu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of Her and EU, a podcast on gender equality and women's role in the society. I am Loredana Teodorescu, and our special guest of today is Elina Valtonen, Minister for Foreign Affairs of Finland. So, Minister, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, hello. So, Minister, let's uh, let's start with your personal story. Uh, I mean, you began your political career already a few years ago. Uh, recently, you've been appointed Minister for Foreign Affairs, and before that, you also had... Uh, You also spent 10 years in investment banking as director, so in a leading position. Have you ever felt that being a woman uh, was ever an obstacle or, on the contrary, an advantage for your career? Well, uh, we start a little bit earlier even. Um, I, I've always kind of been involved in very male-dominated areas because not only in investment banking, but I started my career as a programmer because I um, I had been studying um, computer science um, in the university and, and was, uh, well, I had my own, own company already back then doing some coding stuff. So um, that's actually how I ended up in the bank in the first place, because I, I went there to actually finish my master's degree on universal access control and um, programming a uh, sort of a uh, tool for, for the bank um, Then I went into um, doing other things in in the bank, basically the core business of the bank, if you will, uh, being on the market side. Uh, I was first an analyst and then, um, well, advanced uh, fairly fairly quickly as well and changed uh, also not only my location, but also my employer, but uh, became director at a fairly fairly young age. I never thought that uh, being a female, it was kind of a handicap at all. Uh, of course, there were very few females when I was studying computer science. There were very few females in in uh, in coding. Uh, there were, were very few females in investment banking. And also thereafter, when uh, I decided to quit that and start with politics, but there was a phase when um, uh, I had participated in the elections, but I, I wasn't... Uh, Uh, yet in, in in Parliament, I came in in 2014, so nine years ago. Uh, but there was a phase I, I started investing in uh, Finnish technology, technology startups. Also there, it was quite rare to be a woman. But in politics, uh, that's actually my more or less my only uh, employment in my career where the share of women has been much, much higher. But then again, I must say that through politics it's easier to see that how women and men are kind of seen differently, uh, probably also through the public eye, because there are things which are expected from women more than from men and also the other, other way. So it has very much opened my eyes uh, on many things. Thank you. And as you touched upon that, um, Finland has a long history of women's political participation, um, as you said. And how uh, does the new Finnish government look like uh, from this point of view? We actually have a majority of, of women in, in government in, as ministers. Um, well, of course, the prime minister now is, is a male. Uh, but to be quite honest, I, I really don't measure the equality of a society based on, you know, having 50-50 of everything because... 
we all of us we are individuals who do have uh, not only huge potential but also uh, you know different uh, angles to life and different experiences and uh, and uh, also well different everything uh, and i think the gender is just one part of what 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 we are so um, I think just as well you could measure, you know, whether you have people coming from elsewhere or whether you have people with different beliefs or, or whatever. I think um, the best society is where your background never defines what you can become and want to become in your life, that it's solely up to yourself. Um, and clearly uh, Finland is one of the countries, of course, not by no means the only country in the world, absolutely not, where more or less this is uh, very much possible because uh, education is very accessible and uh, very good. And of course, the labor market, uh, the more international it also becomes and has become over the course of the past decades, um, then it's easy to kind of integrate into different positions in, in the society and in the labor market, independent of your background. So everything starts from education and of course your country can somehow lead by example when it comes to diversity, inclusion, and uh, yeah, no, making differences um, between the different backgrounds. Um, and now maybe going back a little bit to your um, mandate and your political position now, uh, you recently attended the Vilnius uh, Summit, and uh, it was an historic one also for your country, because Finland participated for the first time as a full member of NATO. And um, I'm wondering what uh, did uh, this mean for you and uh, what role uh, does Finland intend to play within the alliance? Well, of course, it was a very historical summit for Finland because it was the first time we were able to join as uh, full members of NATO. And uh, despite for my party and myself, of course, we have been proponents of Finland, uh, Finland's NATO membership for as long as I can remember almost. It, it still came quite a well, swiftly. <laughs> so when the majority of the Finns basically decided overnight that now it's the time to join NATO, and then then we had our internal process together with Sweden, doing all the preparations and then sending in the application. And um, of course then, uh, well, 28 out of the then 30 uh, member states accepted that application pretty quickly, uh, but with two countries it took a little bit longer. And now unfortunately Sweden is still is still waiting um uh but yeah it, it's been a very exciting time and process even though it has to be said that against the background that we have uh, this horrendous war waging in europe where russia has illegally invaded ukraine of course that always um sort of um says us and also uh gives this kind of a grey tone, if not a black tone, to this entire time uh, we live in. But for Finland, absolutely um, a fantastic achievement, and it was uh, very good to join the summit as members. Indeed, congratulations. Um, as you mentioned, of course, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine changed everything, our perceptions, uh, our uh, environment. Uh, and I'm wondering how has Finland's perception of security changed after, after that? Well, Finland, of course, since we have a very long border with Russia um, and uh, we have experienced something that Ukraine is experiencing now in our past, 
where the Soviet Soviet Union uh, illegally uh, invaded Finland back in 39, and uh, we had to defend ourselves uh, by ourselves. Uh, I guess ever since uh, people never let their guard down, uh, people always thought that you know the threat, if there is any, it comes from the east, and it can come very unexpectedly as well. So we have always invested into our own defense very heavily. And uh, luckily, of course, we're able to remain independent back then and uh, and we're able to build our society and uh, our economy uh, just like the rest of the West. Um, and uh, every time there was a window of opportunity, we could edge towards the West even on an organizational basis that we kind of use that opportunity. Um, of which the most important uh, step was, of course, uh, 30 years ago joining the European Union, uh, now joining NATO. Uh, and uh, now that we have been a stable democracy for 100 years and, of course, relying very heavily on human rights, democracy, the rule of law, uh, it's, of course, the right place uh, for us. But um, still, we always uh, thought that we had to take care of our own defense very carefully. And even though we had been cooperating very closely with NATO and, of course, with uh, many of our, uh, these days, allies previously uh, having defense agreements and defense cooperation, um, we thought it was kind of not necessary to join NATO because we thought that we are fine as it is. But this perception obviously then changed overnight when, when Russia invaded Ukraine. In this sense, how do you assess the outcomes of the summit? What was your overall say, assessment? Well, the two main takeaways for Finland were that, first of all, there was uh, on Monday night, just on the eve of the summit, there was a uh, green light given by Turkey to, to Sweden to finally be able to join the alliance, which is something we have been waiting for and working for um, over the course of the past weeks and months. Um, and we very much hope for Turkey uh, to uh, ratify Sweden as soon as possible. We have been communicated right, or communicating right from the start that Finland's membership is not complete unless Sweden also becomes a member. So that was a great achievement and we just hope for that to finalize quickly. Uh, and of course, the second uh, main takeaway was the unwavering support for Ukraine uh, and that we could stabilize um, the membership outlook for Ukraine, also establish the NATO-Ukraine Council as a, as a sign um, and concrete working arena for, for uh, getting um, Ukraine uh, as close as possible to NATO without now, just now, becoming members. And of course, we have sent a strong commitment to Ukraine, not just as NATO, but also as bilateral as Finland, that we will uh, not only help them militarily, of course, in the short and medium term uh, for as long as it takes, obviously, but also uh, in uh, aiding them in meeting those conditions which are needed to one day uh, become full members in NATO. And still uh, still on the summit, you also attended uh, the high-level women leaders' uh, breakfast, which was uh, something pretty new during the summit, uh, also related to the fact that now we have 19 ministers for foreign affairs and defense uh, within the alliance, uh, an important achievement in terms of women's participation. And I'm wondering how uh, to ensure women's meaningful participation and diversity and uh, that gender perspectives are better integrated into foreign policy, security, uh, preparedness and crisis 
management? Is this something that you are uh, uh, addressing in your mandate? And what's your vision? What's your perspective on, on that? Yeah, it was indeed very nice to meet you, Loredana, also there at the breakfast. Um, well, I think um, just uh, like I said previously, I, I guess um, uh, sort of the society uh, I have been working for uh, in my entire political life is 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 the one which is uh, uh, which makes room for diversity and for the individual dreams that all of us have, uh, independent of our backgrounds and beliefs and everything. So I guess what comes to women participation, the main thing is that we also through our own example, keep on uh, encouraging um, young children, uh, women choosing their own path uh, and uh, exploring also such areas which uh, perhaps don't seem the most natural ones uh, right at the beginning. Uh, and once they are there to obviously make room for them and encourage them to, to achieve what, whatever they want to um, achieve in their career and in their exploration of the of the, of the world because uh, this is what it's all about being curious and uh, and of course learning also on a daily basis and gathering experience and uh, um, a good society and a good organization is 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 one which also appreciates um, that experience and also the experience which comes perhaps from also other backgrounds and from different paths in life than just you know the kind of typical one whichever that is <laughs> of course which is also the richness i would say so getting different perspectives and different views and uh, maybe let's say uh, still related to that what are uh, the priorities of your uh, mandate i mean you you just uh, uh, started your position one month ago uh, as minister uh, so what are the priorities of your work well, my key priorities are um, now, of course, in this historical time to um, to build uh, Finland's kind of NATO position, uh, which, of course, still um, requires some work. And uh, it also, of course, means some adjustments to also our, our foreign policy and our security policy. Uh, we will start working on our new foreign and security policy papers. Um, which will then be presented to Parliament. Uh, so this is a very important path and uh, and uh, also something I'm very proud on uh, that we also already in the government program could kind of uh, uh, underline and uh, and uh, make room for 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 that development, uh, which is uh, is a very historical one. Uh, of course, also depending very, very highly on our own, own uh, defense, our own credible defense, which not only serves Finland, but now as uh, part of NATO and of course also previously uh, members of European Union serves the entire European security architecture. So that will, that's for one. Um, second thing is, of course, that our aid to Ukraine um, has to be secured on all levels. And since it requires a lot of funding as well, we will have to make sure that we will have the public means to do that also, not just increasingly now, but also in the future for as long as it takes. Uh, so that's also very much uh, in demand. Uh, and then thirdly, I guess, is uh, what I'm personally also very interested in this, uh, is uh, developing and intensifying uh, uh, Euro-Atlantic ties um, that uh, we uh, 
work into the into a direction in Europe and in all the organizations in Asia and European Union where where we don't fall back into kind of protectionist thinking or that Europe first or my country first, but we really consider the Euro-Atlantic family. Um, and also on a wider basis, as we saw also in the Vilnius summit, uh, we need to take our partners also, for instance, in the Indo-Pacific with us, uh, all those countries, all those people who share the same values and the same vision for the future. There's so much more we can do. And obviously these values... Uh, are increasingly challenged, not, not just by Russia, but by different authoritarian forces around the world, how we can become even stronger. And I think the only answer to that is that um, uh, we, of course, take care of ourselves. Uh, we make room for for all individuals in our societies. Uh, but on government level, we cooperate very, very closely and uh, intensify our cooperation. And especially don't turn our backs against each other within this uh, family where we have the same values. Of course, which is EU, uh, first of all, and it's NATO, uh, as you mentioned. Going back uh, uh, with a concluding uh, question related to your personal story again, um, I think that today you are inspiring many women, uh, also young women, uh, in your position as, uh, as Minister for Foreign Affairs. And I'm wondering, was there a person who inspired you throughout your life or who mentored you? Wow, I think who has inspired me is my mother and my uh, grandmother, uh, both uh, not just women who have uh, had their own careers, but they have always had a very warm warm heart and, uh, and time and space and um, sort of, uh, how would I say... Uh, well, room for us children. And I guess that's um, what I want to represent uh, to, to the world and to everybody and obviously to myself every day as well and my own children is that there are things in life uh, which you want to achieve and uh, if, if you have also the luck, if you're lucky enough to achieve uh, those goals, uh, you always um, have to remain close to, the, to your closest and, uh, of course, have an open heart to everybody. Um, so that's the role I, I want to be playing also in this in this mandate and in this position. Very, very nice words. Minister, thank you. Thank you very much for your time, uh, for your uh, words. And thank you to the Martin Center for making this podcast possible. Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much. See you. That was today's episode of Her and EU. Subscribe to our podcast for more.